This is an uncensored podcast about sex and sexual topics. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the person or persons sharing them. Some names have been changed to preserve the anonymity of its participants. She's literally like a little. <laughs> She's like a baby. We just tucked in for bed. Yeah. Oh, you got your little blankie and your little pillow. I have like 49 pictures of this already. I can't stop. Literally. Every time I record, it's like, oh my God, she looks so cute in that picture. <laughs> every time I record, there's like a dog laying with me. Oh, did you hit it already? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Hi, Lexi. Hi. Hi, Leela. Leela's here. We're watching Leela. We miss Priscilla. Priscilla Toyota is uh, away, far, far away, but really just a couple times over. But we're dog sitting, and I think for the majority of the time, I'm going to put the phone right here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, as long as that doesn't create a barrier. Oh, should um, I move it? No, no, no. Not now, because it isn't anymore. Um... Oh, so, oh, 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 trying so desperately to get comfortable. She's not quite, quite there. Oh. Um, what's up? Um, it snowed today. It snowed, uh, in South Carolina, mm-hmm. which is like, well, it's not that unheard of, but to snow, like, on the coast it's yeah. like really strange um and then like all of a sudden the sun came out and within an hour it was all gone yeah it was and very like sad for me we did a whole meat shopping day we bought meat we did i didn't buy any meat no um the whole meat thing seemed like a big commitment <laughs> to me and i didn't buy any but um, I did think about some chorizo. However, it was frozen. Yeah. And that's too much work. I mean, you just have to thaw that out, and it could take days. Yeah. Weeks. Weeks. Possibly, if it's a really thick chorizo. Um, so, yeah. So, is that a tiny bottle of Jador? Yeah. that's all i can afford it reminds me of those like that one tribe of women who like have the rings on their necks oh yeah isn't that in thailand i think that's what that's supposed to be i don't know but now i feel weird looking at it now it's just uh what's her name um the blondie 
the actress, Charlize Theron. Doesn't she do J'adore? Does she? By Dior. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's my, my mom got it for me one time as like a birthday present. And I love the smell so much. And I did not realize how expensive it was until I went to go buy it. Well, you have a birthday every year. I know. I wish she would buy me more. That bottle was like maybe 15 or $20. And it's teeny tiny. That little bottle? Little banner. <laughs> That's like the equivalent of like a vodka nip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like a sip of vodka. Right. I like it. Yeah. So I kept the empty bottle. It's it's a good thing that you haven't gotten used to drinking Jador. Because <laughs> that would be a very expensive habit. That would be very expensive. You might as well snort something. Gold flex. Um, life. What is life? Let's talk about what life is like. Um... Life has been very... Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little poopy. Yeah. The new year has been very... Difficult. It's been difficult, but also, like, I don't know. It's like, we call 2020 the lost year, um, but it's not as if 2021 was, like, so much better than 2020. And now 2022 is here and we're kind of just like, what, is it going to be a lot like the other two or is it going to be like so much better? Like, you know, and I mean, I think every year at the beginning of the year, like, you're just like, what the fuck is this year going to be like? And you're just trying to feel it out. And there's a lot of uncertainty in the beginning. And, uh, you know, honestly, like I usually... By this point, I usually would have, like, consulted something, like an oracle or... I mean, I haven't consulted anyone in years because I've been... It's been COVID. Yeah. I didn't call my astrologer. I bet you she, like, stopped taking calls. Like, she's probably just like, fuck. Like, <laughs> I can't... people. I can't tell all these motherfuckers what to do. There's a fucking pandemic. Yeah. But, um... I think we should go see her. I really want to. Um, yeah. We should go see my astrologer, Nancy. I think... I wish her name was something a little bit more fun than Nancy. Like... I don't know. Something made up? Like yeah. a spirit name? Yeah. Do you know that... Um, she wasn't Nancy that gave it to me, but... I had this psychic named Joby. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a spirit name. She gave my friend Cindy a spirit name, too. Her spirit name was, like, Kira. What's yours? Mine is Raven Dancer. <laughs> Why did Cindy get Kira and you got Raven Dancer? Yeah, she just got some, like, cute black That's girl like name. That's, like, my cousin's name. Oh. Is your cousin a cute black girl? She actually is, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Well, half. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl, what? Um, and I got Raven Dancer, <laughs> which makes me think of Ribbon Dancer. Mm, yeah. Or, like, what are those things called? With, like, um, the ribbons. Oh. Those are called ribbon dancers, right? It was, like, a stick, like there's, a wand. There's another name. And it had a long-ass ribbon. Yeah. And they came out just for fun. And <laughs> people just... People just kept putting them in dances and yeah. in gymnastics stuff. And yeah. now it's, like, a part of the Olympics. Or maybe it started in the Olympics. Maybe. I guess I'll have to look that up. 
Yeah, it also reminds me of when I did the Nutcracker a million times, <laughs> and <clears throat> they have that one dance that's like the Chinese dance. Maybe it's not called Chinese. <laughs> I'm afraid what it might be called. <laughs> the Asian number. They use like a pan flute or something. I don't think that's called. Would you say Chinese dance? They have Russian, so they probably have Chinese. But it was all white girls doing it in my number, in my in my number, in the production I the last production I did. But I was also Arabian, so that doesn't make any fucking sense. No. Um, but the Chinese dancers got to hold, like, they had little ribbons tied to their middle fingers, and they were rolled up inside their palms. So at one point, they, like, just went, psh, and, like, oh. threw up in their hands and threw the ribbons. And it was, like, really pretty. And then they did the rest of the dance, like, with ribbons all around. Ooh. And from their middle fingers. <laughs> And I was like, fuck you, <laughs> USA. That must have felt good. <laughs> the whole thing is positively blasphemous. I mean, it was written by a Russian guy. Yeah. They've got the Russian dance, they've got the Arabian dance, and they've got the Chinese dance. And America, like, isn't great with any of those kind of people. Yeah, that's true. Apparently, so... I'm trying to trace back where we got to the Nutcracker from. Because I can't remember what we were talking about that we ended up at the Nutcracker. Don't try to trace the lineage <laughs> of my topics. Oh, we're talking about trying Ribbon to... dancers. Well, but then also... Oh, you're trying to go back to the start. Talking to someone about the year and... Oh, yeah, 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 And we yeah. want to meet Nancy. I want to meet Nancy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a soft spot for people named Nancy. I also know someone named Yancy. Really? Yeah, which is not a palindrome, so don't <laughs> ask. <laughs> okay, now that you've said it, I'm trying to backwards. It's not. If it was Nancy. Yes. Mm. Nancy. <laughs> Why Nancy? Why Nancy? That would be a palindrome. Is that the right word? Palindrome? Yeah, where it's the same Race backwards car. and forwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you hear any snoring, it's um, it's not me breathing heavy. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Leela. It's Leela's pit bull snout. Um, so let's move along to sexy things. We'll take more pictures of the dog. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess we'll start with a new segment that I like to call... Uh, would he murder me? <laughs> um, which is inspired by the fact that I have a type, and apparently they <laughs> look like serial killers. Um, so this is the part where the microphone is a lot closer to my mouth because I'm going to read off of this. And um, so I'll be really loud now. All right, so this is professional. All right. Oh, wait, wait hold on. I took pictures. What's your husband yelling about? He's playing his game. Alright. Husband A is playing adult video games. Oh my god, what do you think about this? This is like 
They took jeans oh and they God. cut out everything but like the seams. That's amazing. I think I want to do that. I think you should definitely do that. Wait, I thought about doing that. Oh, for OnlyFans. Yeah. I was like, wait, why would I do that? I can't wear that out. That's beautiful. I, love I know. That. It's totally cute. I mean, his ass is really pretty, so. I feel like you would pose prettier. Maybe. I've got a fatter ass. Okay, so. Oh, wait, did I not take pictures of him? Oh, man. Oh, wait, maybe I could find it. Okay, hold on. So, um, this guy contacted me on OkCupid. Mm-hmm. And I forget his name, but I can tell you. Okay. I'm opening OkCupid now. Messages. Messages. Uh, yeah. Name is Dakota. Mm-hmm. So... This man tells me that he is 28 years old. Okay. Do you think that man is 28 years old? Mm, no. No. No! Not even not no. even close. There's no way. No. The first picture was better. That picture, he looks... With that fucking wrinkle? Look at his eyes, too. They With look... those fucking labial folds? <laughs> is that what that's called? Yeah. He also told me he's white. Okay, well, no. No. I mean, maybe Italian, but I don't think so. So anyway, um, I guess I could just read everything off of his thing here. Okay, 6'3", average build, monogamous, single, gay, whatever. White agnosticism, it's not important, Sagittarius, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Doesn't smoke cigarettes, doesn't drink, never smokes marijuana. Doesn't have kids and doesn't want them. <laughs> Has other pets. I think he has, like, a lizard or something. So, totally, <laughs> totally a murderer. Are you just guessing lizard, or did he tell you he uh, He might have told me that. Let me see here. Uh, if you're guessing he has a lizard, I think that's a big point in the murderer column. He said, how are you doing? I have a lizard. Uh, I'm good. I'm, I said, I'm doing, I'm doing just at work, <laughs> you. Am good. What are you looking for online here? No question mark. Um, just seeing what's up. I'm open to lots of possibilities. Okay, I'm looking for new friends and maybe more. That's cool. Can we exchange contacts so we can chat better? I'd rather chat on here a while longer. Okay, so tell me more about you. So I tell him one thing. And he's like, <laughs> good. It's like, I work in customer service. He's like, good. And then I was like, sorry, I got busy. I like to work out a lot. What about you? Uh, I'm doing good. Just been working. No, what do you do? I work in a car selling company. So he never said he had a lizard. Mm. No, it's got to be somewhere here. (laughs) I think I made it up. Okay, so this is all. So just let me know how much of a murderer he seems like. Uh, my self-summary. I'm an absolute unit, and I can probably pick you up over my head. (laughs) I'm working on my master's in business. I know where a lot of cool stuff is hidden away in Sumter. (laughs) But I also love to just chill at home on YouTube or Netflix. Oh, oh, I have a chameleon. I sing and play guitar. Sometimes I just drive around in my truck. (laughs) You can ask or tell me anything. It's whatever. Okay. All right. So one day I would like to be financially independent enough to work part-time 
or retire early, I expect to do this by maximizing my salary through college and corporate development while minimizing my expenses through solar panels, food gardens, and living in living a generally minimalist lifestyle. That's not, not so bad. Uh, my worst quality is that I'm not very expressive. I love having fun and joking around, but people always tell me that I'm hard to read. I don't know. It's probably just a cultural thing. What cultural thing? I know. I want to know. Thought you were white. Also, like, I mean, maybe he's white from another country. Yeah. Um, oh, it doesn't say he speaks any other languages. Yeah, check his languages. It doesn't say he speaks any. Oh. Oh, he's Russian. Oh. It all makes sense. He's Russian. Yeah. He speaks English and Russian. Okay, so maybe just Russian. Maybe he's not a murderer. Mm. Um, my golden rule is to hurt, cheat, steal, or lie any more than it's completely, absolutely, and undeniably necessary. So I think he meant to say Wait. is not to hurt, cheat, steal, or lie what anymore. He meant it the other way. I know. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, my partner should be hold. My partner should be hold your head to my chest, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't really have many deal breakers. Hold your. Head. Does it have to be attached to my body? <laughs> Last video I watched on YouTube was about a guy checking out and digging in a private amethyst mine here in South Carolina. He's called the Crystal Collector. Pretty decent finds. A perfect day watching videos, movies, driving around, getting some food, staying up, just having fun together. Um, I'm actually, what I'm actually looking for is a life partner. I mean, it's what we all want. If a billion dollars fell into my lap, this would be my vacation itinerary. Oh, Thailand, Japan, Ireland, and Hawaii. Why Hawaii if you've already been to Thailand? Um, What's your favorite cuisine to cook? Recipes from Gordon Ramsay's videos. Okay, so he has this other thing. It says, this is the saddest song ever written. And then he has a link to a YouTube video. And the, I can't play it, but um, wait one second. Okay, yeah, that cut off our video. I knew it would do it, or it cut off our recording. So yeah, that was a, um, a song. Uh, also, we probably don't have the rights to feature it. No. I don't know if it was called "Bury Me at Our Creek." Look out, Make Out Creek. Oh, Make Out Creek. Yeah. So. That's fucking weird. No. And we've never heard of the artist Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> and yeah, it was a weird like. Indie, no name. Um, so I feel kind of bad now because we found out he's Russian. It all makes sense. Well, I mean, it, it sound it definitely sounded like when he was talking to you, it was an ESL speaker. I mean, right. Was... And I was thinking I didn't see the Russian part. I was thinking that, and hopefully this will just help people um, have more understanding for people when they're cyber dating. Um, you can learn through the mistakes that I've just made <laughs> and be better people. Okay, but... I forgot that Russian people are white. But... Technically. If we're going back to talking about creepiness, regardless of his Yeah, what beyond Russian... He did mention driving around aimlessly twice and mines. And knowing and where, like, things are buried. Places. But apparently he's into geology. 
Yeah, but still. He knows where there's crystal mines? A crystal mine is the perfect place to dump a body. I'm sorry. If you were going to dump my body anywhere, I would like it to be a... Is that tea? No, it's wine. Oh, why did you switch glasses? <laughs> um, because I had just a little bit of red left. And then... What's actually, that? this is white. And I poured it yesterday, and then I was like, I actually don't want this. And I put it in So the you put it in a cup that you could cover? Yeah, a bamboo cup. It's got a little rubber cover on it? Yeah, I actually got this for free when I bought underwear. Excuse me? Yeah. I you got a this. cup when you bought underwear? Yeah, I was at this, like, fancy underwear store, and they in were like, anything you buy today, Taiwan? you Taiwan? No, it was in America. What? They were like, anything you buy today, you get a free cup, and so I bought, I don't know, a pair of underwear. It's nice. What's it made out of? Bamboo. Oh. It feels I sticky. I don't buy stuff with quotes like this. To be yourself is to be free. I don't... What does that mean? What is no? What is that rubber thing in your hand? That's the top. And it came with it. I don't yeah. want to touch it. Touch is it, it silicone? <laughs> Ew! It's all wet. <laughs> I thought it was one of those. Um, well, you know, I like when you uh, get those little rubber things that you can recover a, a, a can with. Like if you open up a can of dog food and oh. you need to put it in the fridge. Yeah. Did you think this like, was like a dog food can cover? Yeah, I thought you were improvising. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he could be all of these things. He could be... Well, now that I know he's Russian, I kind of want to contact him again because he's probably uncircumcised. Well, and it definitely gives me more compassion for him because I don't know about... Russian Americans, but I know in Russia it's very, very difficult to be in a diamond mine. Anything a but straight. Crystal mine. Um, oh, right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, I mean, and like also it makes more sense why he sounded so stilted asking you questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I should give him a second chance. But does he live in Sumter? He says something about I, Sumter. I guess. I don't know. I know. Yeah, that's where he lives. Okay, and that's like an hour. Okay. Fifteen minutes. So as long as they don't give him my address, then um, we're good. Takes me right to a McDonald's and a belt. He could pull it, place a tracking device on my car when we meet for coffee and then like know where I am and murder me. I'm just hoping that if I get, if I ever get murdered... It's not that thing where, like, they saw off your head while you're still, like, alive and you have to, like, be awake through the whole thing. Thanks. I know. That's... It's, like, my least favorite way to be murdered. <laughs> That's your least favorite way? Yeah. What's your favorite way to be murdered? Um. Uh. They, like, ejaculate in me <laughs> so much that I explode. Okay, well, whatever you were going to say, I was going to be like, okay, that's the way I would murder you, and then... <laughs> so I win. <laughs> you took that option away. Um, David and I, my friend David and I have this, like, running joke that, like, we're going to murder each other, and it's so cute, and I actually, like, love it. Anytime anyone says, like, I want to fucking murder you, I just think it's, like, so adorable. <laughs> um, so we have an OPP that is... Which stands for obscene porn picture. Um, 
and it's actually a video and it's not of somebody putting something crazy in their butt because we stopped doing that because it was freaking out Priscilla and now that's a new segment called what what in the butt and I haven't found anything for that I haven't found I haven't been able to top whatever the last one was so um yeah now we have uh more penis related or vagina related videos so open up that video, and okay, let me. Well, I don't know. Should we just like watch it? Okay. And then I'll talk about it. Okay. What is that? Oh. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What is that? No. Oh no. No. What is that? Was those like was that lines of stitches or what? What? What's happening? Okay. So, doesn't even look pleasurable. I have seen this old man. He lives in like somewhere in Central America, and that's his house. See how the ceiling looks and all the things. Yeah. He definitely lives in some kind of poverty. Okay, so this man is rumored to have the longest penis in the world. That's not his actual penis. And that's the thing. Like, whatever show I saw him on before I saw this clip. They were like, I don't know if they said that they had seen his penis. He has something on it. Yeah, because like look. he wears like a nylon, a nylon, a nylon, like a full on nylon. I mean that is like three or four feet long. It hangs down to the floor when he's standing. It's higher than his head. Right. He could literally scratch his scalp with his dick. Yeah. Fucking bell end. So, but okay. So on the show that he was on. I can't remember if it was, like, on TV, real TV, or if it was on, like, Netflix, or if it was on, like, HBO or what, but they wouldn't show his actual penis, maybe because they couldn't, but they also, I remember them saying something like, he refused to take off the nylon, like, he was like, no, 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 I don't take that off, like, I keep it on, or whatever, and they were like, yeah, but that thing looks fucking fake. Yeah. And I think it, I think it is not real. The whole thing. I mean, even the way he was moving it, like, I mean, I guess if he's just showing it off, that's one thing. But that was like a minute and a half of him just like. Yeah. He was just like, it looked like he was just, what is this? Like, <laughs> this is the pepper grinder motion. <laughs> it looked like he was grinding pepper with like both hands. And minimal enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, ha- I have to try to remember what the show was. Um, I can't. If, Maybe he doesn't live in Central America. But if it is the biggest, then wouldn't he be... Because, like, if he wants to be, like, the Guinness Book of World Records, they'll, like, verify it. Okay, so that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is that there is this other man who's white, and I think he's either American or British, and they are, like, he's apparently, he, at one time, he held the record for the largest penis, and it was 13 inches long, and it was real, and they verified it, but I was just thinking, like, I know so many guys with 13-inch penises, like, I don't personally know them, but, like, I've got, there's at least three guys in our county that have sent me dick pictures that are really big dicks. 
It's a foot plus an inch, I'm right? I'm trying to, like, picture. It's not as big as that, but I don't think that's... And I've seen so many pictures of humongous sticks, but I just wonder if, like... I don't know, like, the Guinness Book is, like, just a very... Like, they kind of don't go looking yeah. to defy records. They just wait for people to contact them. Right, you have to, like, apply or something. Yeah. So, like, I guess the weirdo that called in and said, I have the biggest penis in the world is the guy that got the award. <laughs> like, maybe at some point you could have, like, called in and been, like, I don't know, like, you're at, like, four, but you were the first person to call. So they're right. Like, okay, you called. that's the biggest one in the world. Right. I don't know. And I also wonder if, like, the Guinness Book is a little bit, like, racist. Just because, like, maybe they don't... The kind... You know, people that might be able to break the records don't have access to... Yeah. The Guinness Book or in different ways, like... It's definitely exclusionary because not everybody is going to be able to, like... Or would even want to... Yeah, right. You can't say this man has the longest, the world's longest penis. <laughs> you just can't. Okay, but if his is real, where does it even go? In okay. His pants? I mean, I saw his specialty pants that he was wearing. Oh, I don't know. I think his underwear just ripped. <laughs> it looked like it was like strapped around the sides. Maybe it looked like maybe he just his underwear ripped. I mean, he definitely has to wear... I think he says he wears the nylon so the penis doesn't rub on stuff. It keeps it from... See, look, it's, like, tied on the sides. Oh, his underwear. But then look at the oh, end yeah. of his the alleged penis. Like, it... You don't see, like, a penis head. No. It's, like, completely covered. Like, he wouldn't be able to pee. Also, how long does it take to sheath your penis with a nylon probably a long time like does he just kind of like put his hand in like I put sometimes my socks wait is that how I put on socks no (laughs) no okay so but you know when you know when you like put on your sock and it's like inside out and you're like fuck yeah so I'll I'll take my finger and I'll put the end of the sock in between my big toe and my second toe and I'll hold on to it with my toe, and then I'll pull the sock off, and oh. it rips it to right side out. Yeah. So I wonder if he has to kind of do that with his hand and the nylon. He's like a little puppet, <laughs> and then he kind of pinches <laughs> the tip of his penis, and then and kind then... of just ravels it, unravels it down the length. Oh, my God. Also, like, nylons are made for legs. Oh, and I find them uncomfortable on my leg, so I can't imagine. On a penis? Well, yeah, yeah but it's different, because your penis doesn't have, like, bones and joints. But I'm saying, like, just the the scratchiness of them, or, like, the texture, I don't like. <sighs> I I mean, I, I don't even understand. I, I wouldn't be able to, like, I can't fathom what it would feel like to have something on my penis, because... I mean, he just has more penis, if that's true, and he has more yeah. nerves, and, like, I mean, to have something down at your feet, and something touches it, and you feel it, Yeah. but that thing is connected to your pelvis, but you're feeling it down at your feet, like, that's just such a weird, I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's... also, like, he must not ever be able to get hard. 
Well, I wonder definitely if you would lose a lot of sensitivity because typically people are sort of tucked away and and he's like well that's why he's got to wrap it so it keeps it safe yeah but i i I mean apparently on the show he was talking about how like it's it's been really hard because he can't like really have sex yeah i mean how are you gonna do that right i mean you'd only be able to put the end of it in somebody before you know i would not even want that like on my end because i'd be like you're gonna fall and then i'm gonna die like there goes all my organs like you just okay well i think that his penis probably bend (laughs) instead of harpoon you i wouldn't want to take the risk it's not like that girl that fell on a broomstick (laughs) the comments were saying it is real though that he was on guinness world record and wait the comments on that on the twitter yeah what's his name do we know no i just said like does he hold the world's record? He said he's been on the news for like 10 years now. He's on the Guinness World Record. It's not fake. And then someone else was like, it's not fake. But <laughs> well, then if they say so. I know. No, but on the show, I swear, he was like, no, no, I don't take this off. And they were like, um, we kind of need you to. <laughs> oh. Oh, the rest of that is just like slutty shit. Oh, so this isn't him. No, Diego is a guy on Twitter I follow because his oh. he posts a lot of sexy videos. I like how he just says Skype right there. Just says Skype. Well, can you click on it? It's a link. Wait, is it? Yeah, I think so. He wants to Skype with you. <laughs> you want to Skype with Diego? No. Okay. Um, let's take a commercial break and we'll come back and talk about serious issues. <laughs> Oh man, you're printing like pictures that are <laughs> in color. <laughs> are you gonna frame them? No, I just wanted to show you some like memes that I found on the oh. topic. Well, it's your ink, sister. <laughs> are they done printing? <laughs> I think no. I feel like we went back in time to like. A time when printing took this long. <laughs> this is a free printer I got. Someone had it in their garage and they gave it to me. I mean, it looks nice. I don't think it's a laser. Is that the thing now? It's a laser. That, that printer looks fucking like the future, but... Uh, I mean, it's wireless. Yeah, it does have Wi-Fi printing, which is nice. Which is what you're doing now. Yeah, but it did take, what, like an hour? Oh. It just took the page back. Because I'm printing double-sided. Oh, at least you're doing that. Yeah. No wonder they look so soggy. <laughs> you just printed it two sides fully covered in ink. Soggy is exactly the word that it looks. Mm-hmm. It looks very soggy. Yeah. So this is a new podcast about printers. <laughs> um, printers and cuddling therapy dogs. Cuddly tilted babies. This is a baby with all her little nipples. You got her on nipples. Yeah. Yeah. How many nipples? You have an odd number of nipples. (laughs) Should be the next segment? We count Lila's nipples. I think we've done that on the show before. (laughs) It looks like she has a nipple on her elbow. Look, I found the other one. It fell off on your little elbow. (laughs) <laughs> this nipple is 
really dark. I feel like maybe, maybe it's a tuma. Yeah, a tuma. It's not a nipple. Well, so you had, you're a librarian after mm -hmm. all, and um, you were talking to me about how you were, you were just coming across a lot of like passages and like the Bible, you know, like just different things in the world of media and literature. Mm-hmm. Literature. Yeah, that's the official word. Uh-huh. Um, that are just like moments, was it like historical or even like nowadays? Well, so I think we still do it now, but it started historically, which... We're talking about... Um, Queer erasure through history. Queer erasure. Now, that is a word that I didn't know you could use that way. Well, so that was going to be my next thing. Is as I was writing these notes, I was like, there's a lot of words and phrases here that I don't know. Am I allowed to use them? Or... No. I'm talking about the word erasure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And but just I was... like, I was like, I was like, 34 when I learned that word. Erasure. was, like, the same as, like, erase. Well, it's not really used, because we know about, like, erasers, obviously. But, like, to use it in that form, I think it's become more widely used in the last few years. I think there was a band called Erasure. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've heard of that. It's, like, an 80s band. Hmm. And I didn't know what it meant. But I do think now people are talking more about how things were erased parts yeah. of people's history and and so now it's more widely used uh-huh well yeah it's 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 very common to whitewash mm -hmm. things and straight cis, wash straight wash i was gonna say cis wash yeah and um uh i was gonna whitewash some floors in the studio. Yeah, you were. And we, we opted not to. So I feel very excited that we did not. Because the right there's already been too much whitewashing. Probably especially in the world of yoga, I mean. Ooh, yeah, definitely. Yoga's like not even Indian anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's like become it is a... in India, but... But no, you're right. Like in popular culture, it's like a suburban mom thing. Right, exactly. LuLaRoe moms just... And they like to, like, wear the shirts, like, namaste at home. Yeah, namaste in bed. Yeah. If I hear that one more time. I hate it. I hate it. Um, okay, so, you've been just, how did you compile these, these, just, like, give me the whole book report. Okay, so, what I thought was, if you wanted, this could be a continuing series, because as I was looking into it, you and I had talked about looking at like a wide view of people who are erased through history um, with queer erasure. But then I got really focused on the Emily Dickinson thing, and that's basically the only thing that uh -huh. I looked up. So this is like, this is sort of like basic information about queer erasure through history and then Emily Dickinson. So you're telling me that eventually you will have, I have to itch my taint, <laughs> eventually you will have like a hundred more pages. Or, like, yeah, like, we could keep talking about different people in, like, different podcast episodes. Okay. Um, but the Emily Dickinson one was what 
was really just like where I got stuck on because she's where I started. She was a writer mm-hmm. in like the eighteen hundreds. Um, yes. Fourteen hundreds. Yeah. So she lived from eighteen thirty to eighteen eighty six. Oh wow! So she didn't live very long. No. She died in her like fifties. Yeah, it's because probably she was like hiding all of her great syphilis. love and like. Oh, she's hiding herself. <laughs> She might have also gotten syphilis. Um, well, not if she wasn't fucking men. Yeah, true. Oh, so Emily Dickinson was a lesbian? Well, so it's interesting because I think this is something that people are talking about now. But when I was looking it up, there's it there, were, there weren't a lot of sources talking about her. There was, like, talk of homoerotic themes in her poetry, but, like... Mm-hmm. When you read, okay, so what I sent you and Priscilla was this <laughs> tweet that someone wrote. I'm glad you printed it them? out because I forgot you sent it to me. It was a while ago. I did print the tweet. Um, should I credit the, the, the person? Yeah. Okay, so Rose at Fairy Dream YS said, Emily Dickinson really wrote to Sue. I tore open your letter and licked the envelope seal for any lingering taste of you, and historians thought they were just friends. Like. Uh. Being a person with friends, there's things that we say to each other. Mm-hmm. Like on Priscilla's birthday party night, and I told you I loved you like 42 times. But like, to say that... You tried to have sex with me. I did not, just because oh. I said I loved you. Okay. Um, To say that I licked an envelope that you licked, that's not... No. Platonic. Just It's just not. No. And there's a lot of other examples of things that she said to Sue specifically, who actually married her brother. The, okay, so keeping it close. Yeah. Um, did did uh, Emily Dickinson ever get married? I don't know. I didn't really do the full deep dive, and I don't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. There is a TV show called Dickinson on Apple TV. Maybe we should watch it instead of researching. <laughs> I want to watch it as well as researching. Okay. I um, hope she, like, eats some badge. Yeah, that's what I'm show. hoping as well, because... Some... It just seems like she... Stuff. She met this person. She called her the only woman in the world, the Sue person. hmm And she ended up marrying Emily's brother, but... Like, she would write these poems, like, To own a Susan of my own is of itself a bliss. Whatever realm I forfeit, Lord, continue me in this. Like, to own a Susan of my own. That just seems, like, so... I don't know. Now, farewell, Susie. I had a kiss. Shyly, lest there is someone there. Don't let them see, will you, Susie? These are things she wrote about her. It's just so obvious. But then even to this day, when I was looking up um, Susan's Wikipedia, it talked about... It said, Susan and Emily's epistolary relationship, which means, like, their letter-based relationship. And talks about them being friends and sisters-in-law. Mm-hmm. But that's not friends and sisters-in-law. Well, it could be erasure. It could also be, like, historians are like, well, unless we get some hardcore proof, we don't want to go calling anyone a dyke. But, like, that's hardcore proof. Like, that letter, I opened your letter and licked the envelope seal for any lingering taste of you, to me feels like hardcore proof. Maybe she had beer-flavored saliva. (laughs) I don't know. So, it kind of brought up this whole idea of all of the the erasing we do of history that doesn't fit in with what people want to see. 
Um, well, and also, how would there... The only way there might have been evidence, like, of it is through letters mm-hmm. or through journals or diaries. And, um, I mean, those things back in those days would have been so fucking hidden. Or if, like, a family member found them, you know, after... What are they, posthumously... Mm-hmm. found them they would have probably like burned them and like or like hid them away so that you know the family name wouldn't have been disgraced well so it's funny you say that because that's literally what i have written here oh. because i was talking Am about I, psychic? I know because i literally said nancy <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the the way that people rework history like that and like what you're saying like destroying yeah. um anything that tells a story that's not like oh look how nice Susan and Emily were sisters-in-law. It disconnects people in the LGBTQ community from their history and erases evidence of what people fought for and how they felt and experienced their love. What they left behind was often just letters, art, or diaries. The evidence of that experience, and people were able to manipulate that to make it seem like something was happening that it wasn't. Or something wasn't happening. Right. I mean, it's... It's it's funny because it's like you could say there's this like system or like this this governing body that tries to erase all this stuff and that definitely happens but like we're all a part of the system that does this so like mm-hmm. everyone from like her family members yeah. to like the neighbors to like you know whatever like everyone tries to erase it from their minds they either try to erase it from people knowing about it or if people found out about it yeah. They, like, almost don't want to think about it because they can't stomach it. And they're just like, let's not even talk about such things. Yeah, and it's why people today, you know, you hear these stupid, stupid people say, like, that wasn't a thing when I was young. And it makes me so mad because it was a thing. Yeah. It was just hidden. People couldn't be comfortably themselves. You know, there was straight washing. Um, I really liked this sentence I read where I was talking about how like LGBT erasure affects queer people, queer people of color, HIV positive people. It means there's zero cultural representation Mm -hmm. for people who, you know, it's like you have, you can't look back and find yourself in art or culture at all because it's just people just took it and they twisted it and they changed things and they got rid of anything that didn't fit this like narrow, stupid worldview. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Alok Manan? I think their name is pronounced Alok. It's A-L-O-K. So they are, um, non-binary. They're friends with JVN. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> yeah. And they're on this third episode of um, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness on Netflix, which is such a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking about the binary... Um, in episode three, um, and Alukmanan is like just so fan fantabulous. Like they, they dress in just whatever they want. They, I mean, they live in New York, so that's nice. Um, they, but the thing about them is they're a writer and they're um, a public speaker, and they um, are just so eloquent. And they have, they're also a historian. I mean, they do their research and they actually frequently post. So you should, I'll, I'll help you get connected with their Instagram. 
they post all the time, like, cited, like, research um, about the topic of, like, queer and um, LGBTQIA+, like, all of that, you know, throughout history and, like, how a lot of it has to do with the erasure and, um, and then a lot of it has to do with, like, what it means to be a non-binary person nowadays, um, or a queer person. They actually said the most beautiful thing, um, and something they posted to their Instagram, it was, like, um, queer people are tasked with, like, um, holding space for love in a way that like no one else can or is willing to Mm -hmm. and the reason why we're so hated is because um we are accepting ourselves and loving ourselves in a way that like other people aren't unwilling to or are afraid to love themselves yeah um because the fact is is that gender is a human thing Mm -hmm. it's a we all have, it's like a spectrum. We all have a place we see ourselves in the scheme of gender. And um, some people feel really comfortable with just being like, I'm a woman. Everything about me is female. And they don't ever, but then if you think about it, there are definitely times when people like that come up against the binary and they're like, wait. You're telling me I can't do this because I'm a girl? Yeah. Like, that shit happens all the time yeah. to straight cis people. Guys being told they can't sing or they can't... The, all these things. They can't dance. Like, they can't do all these things because it's just not masculine. Yeah. Or being told you have to do things because it's what you should be doing. And right. just being like, I fucking hate baseball. But, like, everyone always told me I had to like it. And you get you get boxed in, you get forced into this role, and then I think there's all these little ways that people keep us in these roles growing up, whether that's, you know, straight and you, you know, you do, I guess, technically fit the box, or you don't, and then you're trying to figure out how you can find yourself when you have these... Yeah. Because I remember, um, I used to write, I've always been really, like, lovey with my friends and stuff, and I remember... A family member found letters I wrote to my best friend in high school. Uh-huh. And when I married Nate, they came up to me and they were like, God, I was so scared that you were gay because I just used to write these notes to her and you were just like, I love you so much and you're so beautiful. And I was so scared. And I was like, the fuck? Like, what, <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah. And people would act like that's weird. Like, you can't turn to, like, a friend and say, like, I love you or you're beautiful or you're wonderful. Yeah. Because they're so scared of something. And then even if you were, then it's just closing that door for you as well. Yeah. It's really crazy. I mean, like, it keeps people from being able to express themselves fully. It keeps people from being able to connect with other people genuinely. Um, Like, how many relationships, you know, like, are there where, like, the... two people can't actually even talk to each other and, like, tell each other, like, what they're feeling. Right. Like, I feel, even though I'm a non-binary person, I feel like so much um, has been put upon me because I was assigned male at birth and, um, 
like there's things that I didn't know like I do that's more like um typically male which is like like I don't cry in public like so at a young age um something made me decide that I needed to stop crying Mm -hmm. and so I when I finally started crying again I I was able to do it but like I could never ever do it in front of anybody and so that's like a really hard thing for me to like feel sad in front of people Mm -hmm. um which sucks because at some point you have to confide in people and you have to break down in front of people. Yeah. And that's like an experience that I might not have because I like can't do that. Yeah, and you were kind of boxed in at a certain point and and then it's hard to break out of that. Right. And they didn't tell me you can't cry or boy, but it was a thing of like I hated my dad when I was younger and I didn't want him to see like any weakness in me because he told me I was like weak basically he'd always say like you're weak like your mother or he'd say like you're gonna be like a loser like your brothers and I was just like I'm gonna fucking show you and I'm gonna become this like impenetrable (laughs) like fortress and you're never gonna fucking see my emotions yeah and I'm I'm like that um with a lot of men like I'm just now talking to my therapist about like how do I talk to men without like freaking out and like how do I um how do I make myself vulnerable because you can't you can't ask someone else to make themselves vulnerable if you're not willing to be vulnerable first yeah and so like how do I connect with guys I like or how do I even connect with, like, people I want to be friends with that are strangers at this moment in time. And, like, how do I tell a group of teenage boys that they have to behave without being like, ah, <laughs> teenage boys are mean. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think a lot of times people, too, will be like, oh, you know, like you said, no one ever said to you, boys don't cry. Um, but there's all these, like, other messaging systems that are happening and, yeah. and things that are told to you that are acceptable or not in a way that you're still getting that messaging loud and clear. And then yeah. you end up growing up and you're like, how do I be vulnerable? What do I do? Like, I don't even, you know, I don't even feel like the typical straight man who's like, oh, I can't be vulnerable, but you're still battling that same. Yeah. And what also sucks about the world is that, like, I can personally realize all these ideas that are, like, revolutionizing the way I think and, you know, think about myself and the people around me. But it doesn't matter how, like, evolved I am mentally when I come into a community where nobody else is. Yeah. It's like, I can tell people I'm non-binary, but that means nothing to them. Yeah. They're just like, you're a dude... You're supposed to, like, fuck chicks. And, like, the gay thing is, like, I feel, like, way more accepted these days. Mm-hmm. But the gender thing is not. Yeah. Telling someone you're not a gender is, like, they can't handle it. Well, it's, like, and we talked about this before, like, when there's been so many times we've been shopping together and people come up to you and they're, like, hey, like, is this cute? Like, is this tacky or whatever? It's, like like, slotting you into this role that, like, okay, you're a gay guy, so you must have this, like, eye for taste, and you must be, like, so happy to tell me. Yeah. 
what this is. It's again, it's forcing you into something yeah. that's not necessarily. Which sucks because I do have a really good eye for that. You definitely do. But, you like, know. a stranger should not feel like they can come up to you and But get... did I also feel like I had to play a role when I was like, oh, I'm gay. Like, I have to now be a style guru. Like, right? Like, right. the big thing when I was a young um, queer person was, like, I have to be funny all the time. Yeah. Because I have to make other people feel less awkward when I'm around and Mm -hmm. I also have to like almost like earn my 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 place in any cis space right I have to be like I have value because I make you laugh yeah and I you become a clown in every scene you're in um or like a jester you know right because like you said earning that space where most people would feel more comfortable just being in the space in general yeah. Instead of feeling like they have to provide something. And I also think that for all that the 90s did have gay representation in media, it still perpetuated the same role where it was like you either had to be like bitchy or like, you know, your whole life. Like you think about some of the characters where it was like they were the gay best friend and that meant that their whole life was like the main character. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were just supporting and loving and, and picking up the pieces. And so it was, like, those were your options. You had to be, like, you had to have, like, that good eye. You had to be fashionable. Yeah. And then, like, bitchy and funny or 100%, like, basically, like, a like a gay partner. Yeah. I think there's... The problem with mankind is that, like, we evolve so slowly with concepts. And, um... Unless something drastic happens, like, how much has our the world view changed just because of COVID, you know, like that happened Mm -hmm. so quick and we all had to like fucking change. Boom, boom. Um, I think if you look at the world in 2019 compared to the world now, it's like a different world already. So rapidly it changed, but I think with like, you know, social concepts, I think it takes a lot of time. I think that humans are like masters of hybrid hybridization. Like they're like, well, we can't make a full electric car in two days. So I mean, we have the technology, but we just won't be able to get people to buy them. So let's try to sell people on hybrid cars because it's halfway there. <laughs> um, yeah. And they, they, they still had a hell of a time trying to get people to even buy hybrid cars. But um, I think that's the... How do I... What were we talking about right before that? Fitting like, into like... Because I was saying in, like, media, there's, like, there used to be two roles for gay people. Oh, yeah. So I think, like, in the 90s, there was a big introduction to gay. Yeah. And I think that it was one of the... It wasn't the first time that gay was on screen, but it was definitely the first time that gay was on screen and being called what it is. Yeah. Because there's always been gay, like, I don't know, I think there's a thing called, like, the celluloid closet or something... Um, it's, like, a documentary about, like, the history of, like, cinema and, like, queer and gay people in cinema. And, like, there was always characters, but a lot of times they were, like, the villain. Mm. Or they were, like, um, just, like, a funny sidekick. Mm -hmm. But it was never, no one ever said what they were. They never said, this is a gay person. Um, but it always basically was understood on some subconscious level that they were 
queer or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think in the 90s they were like, we're gay, but we have to like prove ourselves and our worth to society. Yeah. And I think finally, like, we're getting this really awesome opportunity to, like, fine-tune. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love the phrase, like, that's so 90s gay, because it's, like, just, it's almost like old school what gay is. Yeah. And we're finally getting to a place. And I absolutely love that. I've said this about, like, the new Gen Zs. They all, they're really borrowing a lot from, like, 90s style and fashion. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like, I like to, I, 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 I like the idea that they're trying to redo the 90s, like, and do it better. Yeah, like, improve on it. Yeah. I do like that a lot. I do think that, you know, there's been a lot of pathway, what do you call it, like, path clearing, um, what's that word? Path clearing? You know, like, people, like, cleared the way. Blazing. Path, trailblazing. Trailblazing. Trailblazing, yeah. What kind of wine is that? Um, don't say Chardonnay. It's actually Chardonnay. Oh, God. I know. I don't know why I've been having Chardonnay lately. Because I made fun of you. And I said you like Chardonnay, and then you did. I think you said that because I had already been having it. I know. I think it's gross. Mm-hmm. You want some? I just <laughs> booped her in the nose with my toe. Um... <laughs> Let's finish this this conversation, and then we'll get more wine. Okay, so... I feel like, um, yeah, read more. Okay, well, so what I had added um, at the end was a couple of funny things that people were posting about, like, how, like... Because it does... This erasure happens even today sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, so this one... Um, Kelly O'Hara greets a fan after the U.S. Women NTs World Cup victory. Is that soccer? But, like, okay. She's not greeting a fan in that picture. Like, and then I like how this person responded. and said, greets a fan is now my favorite euphemism. Because, like, <laughs> Wait, let me see. yeah, like, that's erasure happening, like, even right now. Like, she's not greeting a fan and just, like, hey, what's up? Thanks for being a fan of me. She's kissing her on the mouth. And it's probably not a fan. It's, like, her lover. It's, like, lover, her girlfriend or, her, right, yeah. date or lover or whatever. Um, or maybe she's choking her. <laughs> I mean, it's very close. It looks very passionate and it sexy. It looks like she's trying to hold her head against her chest. Yeah. Without her body <laughs> being attached. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so... It like, gives me a little tingle mm-hmm. looking at that. That's nice. I know, it's so nice. But and yeah. Someone was like, just saw a comment... Okay, this is Clara May. At... Well, see, it's hard if you try to say, like, they're... At Ruby's? U-B-E-E-M press. Just yeah, the fun of it is trying to say it as a word. <laughs> Rubes and press. U-B-E-M oh, press. U-B... UB Empress. Oh, that's what it is. Is that what it is? That's <laughs> the word Empress. Is. Yeah. But she says, just all comment that Bond can never be played by a woman because then you couldn't have a Bond girl. I assure you, you can still have a Bond girl. Yeah. Yeah, like you can have. Well, they're talking about having a female Bond, and her name's going to be Jessica Bond. Yeah, so. And I think she's going to be a woman of color, maybe? And hopefully she's a lesbian. Um, and then this, this comic. Okay, let me act this out. (laughs) 
They cross-dressed as men. Oh, that's something from before, right? No, the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ten years ago, there's a... Okay, there's like two younger women and a grandma in a rocking chair. Hi, Grandma. This is my roommate, Megan. Now. Hi, Grandma. Remember my roommate, Megan? This is our other roommate who's um a baby. <laughs> So they had a baby together. But they're still telling their grandma, like, their roommates. Yeah. Just another roommate. That's so... I love that when people are like, just let grandma die thinking that you're straight. Yeah. Once grandma's dead, like, you know, we'll just whatever. This is me saying to my future grandkids and great-grandkids, like, I will be so proud of you and I will love you. Just be out there. Tell me what you gotta tell me. Oh. I thought you were gonna say, if you're gay. Yeah. That's what oh, I'm <laughs> but you're gonna just love them anyway, yeah. regardless. Yeah. So they just gotta be out there. Yeah, just be yourself. Just get you know, be vulnerable. And then this one is actually going back to what I was telling you earlier about how that person was like, "Oh my gosh, I was so scared that you were gay because you told your friend you loved her," but it's by Fruity Nessa. Being a lesbian is hard because when I hit on women, they just think I'm being friendly. I could be as forward as, your ass is amazing, sit on my face. And she'd be like, thanks, girl, it's the jeans, 70% off, American Eagle. (laughs) 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 That would really crack me up. (laughs) Oh. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Ellie didn't get it, I had to reread it. That's really funny, Fruity Nessa. I know. I like that you laughed before you really got it then. Yeah, I'm being fake. <laughs> I'm erasing my emotions. Don't do it. Um, well, the thing, the other thing that Alikmanon is always talking about is how um, they talk a lot about how... Um, the the attempt to create a a binary is extremely racist mm. um in like the late 1800s early 1900s they were they they tried scientists at the time who studied um like eugenics and shit like that mm-hmm. you know they would look at different ow your claws <laughs> they would look at different um the skulls of different, like, races of people who, like, how did they get the skulls, first of all? Yeah. Like, they were definitely weren't do- donated by the people that owned them. No. They were probably stolen after they died. Yeah. Um, they looked at their skulls and they tried to say that, like, you know, this race of person had this, you know, shaped skull because their brain was, like, inferior yeah. and whatever. And... They actually were saying that there was only one race that was um, capable of having the binary, male-female, and it was white, the white race. And so they were saying that the inferior other races, like, had issues with, like... What the fuck? Like, homosexuality and queerness and trans and, like, all of this. And um, and it was, like, a defect that that people of color had um, because they were uncivilized. Um, and I mean, it goes, it it adds into that idea that like being gay is a choice or being trans is a choice or whatever. Um, I mean, if you think it's a choice, then 
you might deduce that like the kinds of people that choose those things right. are uncivilized or something. Right, you're turning it into Right. Yeah. It's basically just creating evidence to make your point. Mm. You didn't actually collect fact-based evidence. You just are like, I have a point to make. I'm going to pretend this is all real. Fox News. Yeah, that's how erasure happens. Right. People, like, you can, you can create evidence to say whatever you want. I right. mean, I can go look for five things to prove whatever fucking point. Yeah. That was before the internet. Yeah. But they also, I mean, Illuk talks about, like, how, like, talks about the women's suffrage movement being, like, white women, like, totally leaving women of color out of it. Yes. Um, and then also, like, even then being, like, women deserve equal rights, but still at that time thinking, like, there's still womenly things that we need to be doing, like, to be women. Like, we can't... Like, they were anti-women of color, but they were also anti-trans women, mm-hmm. anti-anything. They're basically Harry Potter women. Yeah, J.K. J.K. Rowling. Rowling. That still happens this day, and not just J.K. Rowling. You still hear women... And I think it's it's typically, like, the conservative Fox News wife, right? Right. The person who's married to some man who watches Fox News, and she feels like he's right. And maybe she even hasn't done the reading herself or done any kind of research. I'm just creating this, this woman in my yeah, head. Yeah, she's real. But, like, <laughs> she... She is just like, listen. Her name is Megan. Yeah. Or <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> Kathy already has a role in our Fucking fake people. Kathy. Um, but like she decides that she she feels like she's not gonna fight for she's anti like Black Lives Matter because she thinks that it's all about listen, I've had a hard time because I'm a woman and mm-hmm. like I'm a feminist, but it's like her feminism is limited to just what she wants and what her and her husband had and decided. And yeah, she's like, I've been discriminated against. Like, I know what it's like to be discriminated against But then, in, woman. Yeah, but then instead of taking that and being like, okay, so I want... I, I truly believe there's... If you want to talk about two kinds of people in this world, I think there's two kinds of people in the sense that there's people who think, I've suffered, so you should have to suffer too because it's normal. Or I've suffered, so no one else should suffer like I did. Yeah. And a lot of people, like you're saying, like, you know, white feminists are just like, listen, like, and they haven't even really suffered in the same way that women of color or people of color in general have. But they still want to close that door and just act like they know. Well, and they're threatened by trans women. Yeah. Because they're like, um, I don't know why, but it's like, actually, I I used to think that my stepsister, my stepsister is a lesbian. And when I first met her, I was, like, just the fruitiest, most flamboyant gay ever. And I think she, she used to look at me like she, like, despised me a little. I think because, in her mind, I think she kind of was, like, wished maybe that she had been born a man. Mm -hmm. And it almost looked like, like, oh my god, he was given a man card, and he doesn't even want to use it. You know, it was kind of like that. That's how I felt when I saw her. Like, I was just like too... And I feel like she would even be like that a little bit with really femmy girls too. Like, stop acting like a fucking idiot. Like, man up, you know. And actually, she was my stepdad's firstborn. And she actually is named after him. 
So, like, it's almost like she was his son, you know, like... Yeah. Like, she had to man up in a lot of ways, because she was the firstborn. Um, also, maybe she wants to be trans, I don't know, but... Um, I don't know, I think it's... I think it threatens those kinds of women when... When... I think trans women threaten them. I think women of color and other people of color threaten them. They feel like they are just really fragile in their position of where they are. Um, and they've probably had to give it, had to have given a lot of blowjobs <laughs> to get to the, where they are. <laughs> to live in their gated community and like... I just don't... I don't... I can't... I can't understand it. I have a really hard time getting what they want or what their goal is except un- unless you're literally just thinking about yourself yeah and that's it that's all you care about i and I, that's the other thing too i think their mom alarm goes off and they're like i all i care about is my kids and my but then, family but then that doesn't even work because what if your kid is trans or queer or something and then well, now yeah. you have like slammed the door in their face and they can never or you raise them hating other people. But that's that whole thing of like, well, that won't happen to my family because we're white. Because we're, yeah, they feel like they're superior and we're better. cis and all that shit. Ugh, and we know. have, we're religious. Like, we have God. So, I love when people think that they are rich because God favored them more than other people. You see a lot of that in the Righteous Gemstones, which is so funny. I do love Righteous Gemstones. Um, it's really funny. But, um, yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, a lot of people get left behind. But I, that comes back to that hybridization idea. I think, like, these are people that felt so desperate to earn a spot in in society that meant something. That they were like, oh, we can't get everyone through the door well, let's at least get ourselves through the door. And it sucked back then, but it's been such a long time since women earned the right to vote. Well, and then here's my thing, too, and I know it's easy for me to say because of the age that I was raised in, but I have a really hard time believing. I mean, we're talking about 50% of the population. At least. Right. So, like, you could 100% have banded together and been a stronger for it. I just don't... I don't buy that idea that they wouldn't have been able to, like, get through if they hadn't left the women of color behind. Or, you know, any of the other groups that they could have pulled together. Well, yeah, they already had ideas about those groups in their minds. And that wasn't their... They weren't, that's not our issue. They're like, we don't care about... They probably just didn't care about people of color. yeah, and I think a lot of them were just fucking racist. So they were just like, well... definitely. You know... They had this sense of superiority or whatever, but it's just, I don't know. I get really frustrated when I hear people today talk about, you know, any kind of movement against systemic racism or anything. And they're like, well, listen, I'm a woman. Like, I know how things are. And it's like, you fucking don't. But you know what? A lot of these women will be the first ones to say, um, that girl said she got raped, and I don't believe her. Like, she's yeah. about to ruin this man's reputation. Right. She's lying, right. possibly. And it's like, okay, we don't have to say she's lying. No. We don't have to say she's telling the truth, but we have to hear her story, and we have to kind of hold space right. 
for it to be possibly true, and then we have to investigate because allegations have been made. And that's right. just, that's how our justice system works. Right. It's never wavered, that's how it works. Um, but yeah, I think that's fucked up too. Like, women that think that they are in some way feminist at all. But there's also women who say, like, oh, I'm not a fucking feminist. Yeah. Yeah, I think right now, especially, it's almost... It's like, you hear more and more people are like, oh, I'm I'm anti-feminist, or I'm not a feminist, or whatever. And I just, I don't... I don't really get that either. Like, I get... I don't necessarily want to be called a feminist because of what we're talking about, like, the racism of the feminist movement. But to just go around acting like... I don't know. Like, you just want to be one of the cool girls. You want to be in with the guys. So you're... Yeah. So many women, like, working so hard to just be one of the guys. Yeah. Like, Miranda Hobbs. And then... From Sex and the City. And... (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah. Basically turning into a person that, like, hates women. In a way. What's the cool girl monologue from, um... Gone Girl. Oh, I never saw Gone Girl. It's in the... I think it's in the book. Maybe not the movie. Um, Okay, here. Okay, can I read this out loud? Yeah, let me put the phone down. Um, You're snoring, you're snoring. This is from Gone Girl. Okay. Men always say that as a defining compliment, don't they? She's a cool girl. Being the cool girl means I am hot, brilliant, a funny woman who adores football, poker, dirty jokes, burping, who plays video games, drinks cheap beer, loves threesomes and anal sex, and jams hot dogs and hamburgers into her mouth while she's hosting the world's biggest culinary gangbang while somehow maintaining a size two. Because cool girls are above it all, hot and understanding. Cool girls never get angry, they only smile in a chagrined, loving manner and let their men do whatever they want. Go ahead, shit on me, I don't mind, I'm the cool girl. Oh, uh, I have to see Gone Girl now. That sounds really good. Yeah. Men actually think this girl exists. Maybe they're fooled because somebody willing her to pretend to be this girl. Yeah, so it just goes on. But I remember reading that and just being like, wow. Is that yeah. your stomach? Do you no, that's that? just her little mouth. <laughs> she literally makes all of these noises just so to breathe. Noises. Just so that she can keep surviving. Leila. You've ruined so many recordings of mine, and I still love you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fucking crazy. And I know exactly, I mean, I feel the same way, like, with my straight guy friends. I'm just like, you gotta be chill. Like, you can't, like, freak out and be like, why aren't you texting me? Or, like, you know, even with, like, other gay guys, like, (sighs) quite honestly, like, I feel like... Okay, so... Gender and sexuality are intersectional, mm-hmm. right? They're not the same thing. They don't run parallel, but they cross each other. And, um, and I, 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 since I'm a non-binary person now, or not now, but I've, I'm coming into my non-binariness, I almost like don't like to refer to myself as a gay guy. Because I don't feel a kinship in the same way with cis gay guys. Yeah. I don't feel cis at all. So, like, 
a lot of my besties in New York and wherever Boston and Seattle were cis gay guys. Some of those guys were gender fluid at least. Mm-hmm. And so that was fun. But a lot of them were just like they just like were just basically just like straight guys, but they just like to fuck guys. And it's a part of that whole, like, mask for mask thing. Like, guys are masculine. They only like other guys that are masculine. And I never was able to, like, find a place in all that because I'm... But that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to say, well, I'm just a femme guy. Because I'm not a femme guy. I'm I'm non-binary. Yeah. Like, some things about me are, like, actually super masculine. You built the plant wall. I built a fucking plant wall with three shelves it's beautiful and you used your drill and everything i use my stepdaddy's drill also you're very like protective in some ways like you're the first to offer to like walk me to my car like if i parked in a weird place or... yeah yeah i'm also a lot bigger than you so i feel like i could like defend you or something <laughs> yeah and I, I am very protective of friends and family and um but then at the same time like I used to see that walk when I walk you to your car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's 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 really hard and it's also been really hard lately when I talk about liking guys and feeling a connection and then thinking like that they they might feel something with me, but then in their head they might be like, No, no, that's a that's a guy, like I can't. And then, like, having other people tell me, like, he's not going to like you. He likes girls. And then me being like, you don't understand what I am. Yeah. Like, you think I'm a guy. And I'm not. Like, I'm this third thing that doesn't... That's why it's hard for me to be in that place, too. Because, although it feels more accurate, it's hard to be in that place because um, you're almost like, how how do I make sense with other parts of society? But that's still just trying to, like, put you into this, like, how do we distill this whole human being and the experiences and the preferences and the beliefs and the everything into, like, three words. Right. And you just can't. You can't. And I think it's going to be more common, maybe not in our generation, but, like, later generations where people will just be so much more open to loving the person without looking for like you know like in the old days in the old days like craigslist would be like man seeking woman yeah instead of that that you know direct correlation it's going to be more of just this you know you just meet someone and you just like them for who they are and you don't feel bound by anything else. You can just yeah have sex with them and love them. Exactly, and that's that's actually I think being non-binary has also helped me, and then also being non-monogamous, which I've decided I am now too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was born this way, bitch. Um, I feel like it's it's freed me so much to be able to be like. You know that thing of, like, you go on a date with someone, and then if it doesn't work out, you're like, let's just be friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. 
and then you never see them again because the thought of being friends with them like makes you want to vomit. I now want to go into every hangout or date and it could be a date, but it I'm going in with the intention of like getting to know this person and like seeing how that develops because maybe they become a really fucking good friend and that's really valuable. It's yeah. not less than a romantic relationship. And a lot of times it's better than a romantic relationship to have a good friend. And ideally you'd have a good friend that you you know rub genitals with. <laughs> and then you have a baby or something. I don't know. But so yeah, that's that's part of like what I think it's going to help enable me to like talk to some of these guys that I'm attracted to. And then the other thing that all this has freed up for me is like, I'm actually super attracted to trans guys now. I was recently contacted by a trans woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she's talked to me before. I think that she talked to, she told me that she talked to me once on like grinder or something before she began transitioning. Oh, it was me. You told this. Yeah. And then. And she like, she recently talked to me and like, she was actually like, trying to send me like naughty pictures and I was just kind of like um I really want those but of course I didn't say like no don't that's okay no thank you I just like didn't say yes I thought for some reason maybe I misremembered the story but I thought you were like oh can we just like maybe be friends and then it didn't turn out that way well that probably happened Mm -hmm. but this happened like last week oh okay. yeah she sent me pictures of herself like with her genitals out and like all sorts of shit and I was just like okay I definitely didn't ask for that and like um I definitely don't want that and I was also kind of interested maybe to see what that would make me feel because like obviously this person I don't know what she calls her genitals but she has what looks in my mind to be a penis and testicles Mm -hmm. and um it was like kind of a nice big fat cock and I was like okay cool and she definitely is, like, wearing makeup and women's clothes, and she, like, kind of moves the panties to the side, and the cock comes out, and you're like, whoa. Um, like, she's definitely, like, like, enjoying those genitals. Um, I don't know if she has a plan to change them. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she plans to keep them um, the way that they are, but um, I was like, I'm not vibing with this. Like, it could be just because of who you are. Like, maybe I'll find another trans female some other time in my life and find them incredibly attractive and, like, just be like, yeah, you have... Because I could definitely be with a non-binary person with with a penis. Because I call myself a person with a penis because I definitely have one. I don't have a clitoris. I don't have a vagina. I don't know if you know that. I do know that. Good. But I definitely, and I don't, that's the thing, like, that's what's so funny about this is, like, trans men I find so sexy Mm. because they present as male, and sometimes if they've been on hormones for a while, like, their clit gets kind of big, and it's, like, kind of hot. (laughs) Like, there's one trans, um, man, no, I, I, I know that he's a man, but I was trying to think of, like, if he's, like, a porn star or, like. He has, like, an OnlyFans, but I follow him on Twitter, Mm -hmm. and he shows, like, he's very hairy now that he's been on testosterone, and he does, like, these, like, 
open leg pictures on Twitter, and you're just like, oh my god, that's like so hot. Mm-hmm. You're gonna like it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's hope for me yet. I might actually mm-hmm. end up not being a sinner because technically I'll be with someone assigned <laughs> female at birth, Whatever. and we can get pregnant together. No, I think that I think it's amazing to have this. I mean, the world we live in now. I don't know, and it's still, I think it's still going to get better. I truly do. I think it's going to get better. I do, but, like, even where you're at right now, to be able to sort of dabble in different things and figure out what you want and what you don't is so much more than Emily Dickinson had, you know? I think so many people, too, right now are, like, so fucking angry because they know in their heart that they're not what they believe is wrong, and they're just pissed about it. Yeah. And we they have, might be in denial, but they're fucking pissed. Yeah, and we have a lot to be mad and bitter about now, and I think for some people that manifests itself into a selfishness where they are like, well, fuck everyone else, and, you know, they hide what they want, and they just become terrible, terrible people. Yeah. But also the thing that to understand is that, like, the binary... Um, and the hetero and all of that it's that's all relatively new constructs Mm -hmm. like these things were really put together like end of the 1800s beginning of the 1900s like they're not like there were so many times in history where it was totally fine to be homosexual or to be trans and trans like you said trans people have always been around um non-binary people have always been around a lot of native groups of the Americas believed in like two spirit people mm-hmm. and the two spirit people they're they had a role in the in the community and it was like actually to help the hunters learn how to be hunters like they were like you're gonna be a hunter this is in your heart yeah. and this person's gonna be a gatherer and it's in their heart or whatever and it was there it was almost like they were the wise community person that everyone turned to um i don't know that a lot of indigenous groups had like homosexuality i'm not sure about that that's something i'd love to look into yeah i know of some african groups like tribal groups that like had homosexuality it was a acceptable um, and I only know that because I watched a thing about it. Um, I think they were African. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, it's even easier to um, untangle knowing that it's only been recently that we've created this I- these ideas. Yeah, and I think that as things, you know, kind of become as you're able to talk about and research and and have these things out in the open, then we are creating a world where there are going to be less boxes. Yeah. And maybe it's more of a, I don't know, flowchart situation where, like, you can just end up anywhere. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to just check yes or no. Um, and it's just, it's kind of great. What's sad is, like, there in 2021 there were more laws passed that were like anti-trans laws than ever before in like the last like 
200 years. Well, and what's insane, too, is what was that story in Alaska about the girl who got um, assaulted by a bunch of guys in her, in her high school? And people were asking, like, okay, everyone acts like the whole, you know, like, trans people are just trying to get into the opposite sex bathroom just to do that. But, like, those kids did not get in trouble. The guys who actually assaulted the girl. And they were straight men who just did that because they wanted to hurt her. And then, so it's, like, this whole idea where people try to pretend, like, like what you said earlier, they try to pretend, like, it's just about their kids and stuff. And, like, no, it's not. It's just... Yeah. People are full of shit. And they're scared of things they don't understand. And I think that we just have to, I guess, keep fighting and pushing for more equality and more acceptance and tell J.K. Rowling to shut the fuck up. She needs to shut the fuck up. I just wish she would shut the fuck up. Yeah. She's really digging herself a nice little fat grave. Well, she can have it. I mean, I hope no one buys her future books. I'm not going to. Trans women are women, J.K., so suck it. Yeah. I think, um... Yeah, a lot of times, like, we're, the things we're afraid of are, well, fears are rational almost all the time. There's only specific instances where fear actually is useful to keep us from dying. Like if you're scared of being poisoned. Well, that's <laughs> slightly irrational, but it could happen. Think about hiring someone to taste my food for me before I eat it. Um... Yeah, but yeah, and then it's irrational. It's irrational. It's irrational. <laughs> but I mean, like being afraid of, um, being afraid of like black people if you're white, and like which I have an aunt who her name was actually Kathy. Um, <laughs> she used to be terrified of black people. What the fuck? Like, and we lived in an all-white town, and she didn't have a lot of experience with other, you know, races, but when we would go, like, one town over to shop at the mall that had more stores, um, because it was a bigger city, um, we would, like, get out of the car, and she would try to park as close to the mall as she could, and then we'd get whatever parking spot she could find, and then she would be like, okay, we're going to get out and you're going to hold my hand and we're just going to, like, basically run into the mall. And, like, you could tell she was just, like, afraid of, like, being approached by hoodlums or whatever. When in reality, like, black people should be afraid of white people because we've done way more stuff. Or, like, when 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 America's like, oh, my God, like, the Ru- Russia's evil and, like, China's evil and... And all these people, like they're, we gotta, we gotta be careful because they're gonna, they've got nuclear weapons. And it's like, well, yeah. So the fuck do we? And we're the only country that's ever used them mm-hmm. against people. Like we did it twice. We blew up two different parts of Japan, and like ruined communities, and killed a lot of people. Like we weren't, we didn't even blow up like, an area we knew where there wasn't gonna be anybody. We. Blew up a whole city. Two whole cities, right? It's, like, crazy. Like, there's no, there's no reason to be afraid of other people. Like, they're afraid of you, too. Well, and then, you know, you think about that first year of quarantine. What was the girl's name in Central Park who called the oh. police? 
You know, I mean, like... She was walking with her dog, and she freaked out yeah. about... He was literally walking his own dog, I think. Yeah. Um, I think maybe I he asked why... her to leash her dog, because her dog yeah. was on the leash, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. It's funny how that feels like it was 15 years ago, and I was a child, yeah. because that was, like, I think the beginning of the pandemic, and... And then she called the cops because she felt like she was being harassed. But then she was telling them lies about how he was acting. Oh, right. Thank God, like, he was recording. And mm-hmm. I mean, so just to go, go back to what you were saying about how, like, yeah, people need to be scared of white people because there's, you know, white people out there who will twist shit and... And I don't even understand why or how. And lead to consequences for other people for no fucking reason. Yeah. Except for their own small-mindedness. I wonder if she flipped out at the last second because she was like, oh my god, this is going to be twisted against me and I'm going to be the bad person, so let me try to make this guy out to be a villain because, like, then everyone will hate him and not me or something. I mean, I can't, I just can't understand why somebody would tell people things that didn't happen to try to get someone in trouble. Especially if it's like, they're a person of color, and things are already, like, pegged against them. I don't know if part of it was, like, she called 911, and then she was like, I need this to sound serious. Because I fucking just called 911. Yeah, and then didn't think about the repercussions her actions could have on that other person. Right. But it's funny, because I thought I was always going to remember her name, but it's just too many crazy <laughs> things have happened since then. It was Michelle. Then. It was, yeah. Yeah. I know. I hope I she's learned her lesson and leaves people alone. And these things, I mean, I was living in New York, and I just assumed that everyone in New York was, like, pretty cool and, like, super liberal and, like... And she described herself as super liberal. Didn't yeah. she, like, donate to Bernie and... Maybe. I don't know. She flipped out. She freaked out. She was probably having her menses. I'm Fuck kidding. Her. No. <laughs> Fuck her menses. Ugh. <laughs> uh, we had other things to talk about, but I think we should talk about them at another time. Yeah, we, we got really, really heavy. This was heavy. Yeah. And we only talked about one penis. <laughs> and we have a dog snoring through the whole episode. That was probably why we got heavy, is because we had Leela just, like, keeping us cozy yeah. and safe feeling. You could also blame it on the alcohol. Maybe. Um, well, thank you, Lexi, for coming on the show Thanks again. Thanks for having me. We need to do an episode with you and me and Priscilla. I know, I miss Priscilla. We love her. Priscilla! She's been so busy as of recently. Alright, well, thanks everyone for listening. And, um, I hope you guys, um, like, learn to love people. Mm-hmm. And, like we said, I think it's really important to, you know, allow yourself to be a little bit vulnerable. Mm. And ask, you know, before you ask others to make themselves vulnerable. Okay. And, um, you know, support trans people, support yes. non-binary people. Um, if you see, you know, injustice, say something, stand up for people. Because this is a human, these are all human issues. It's not just the queers. It's, you know, everybody. And um, I hope you guys fill all your holes <laughs> with whatever makes you happy. Do it. Thank you for listening, lovers. 
I am so happy to bring this podcast to you, and I hope you're enjoying it. Please do not forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. Like, leave us a review if you have the time and you feel up to it. And if you want to send us some sexy little stories of your own, or just let me know if I've said something stupid and fucked up and you wanted to correct me. <laughs> it happens. Hey, whatever. You can email us at makesexwithmepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at makesexwithmepodcast. And also on Twitter at makesexpod. Bye-bye.